0: Welcome to the Successful Invisible Podcast, Episode 1, Definition of Dating, and let's look at those damn standards. Welcome to the Successful Invisible. I'm your host, Janelle, a life coach with a niche in relationship coaching. I'm speaking to my professional ladies out there who are 35 plus and seeking their happily ever after and are ready to embrace the challenge and journey of dating with more intentionality. Trigger warning, there is a bit of swearing involved. Today, we're going to talk about dating, the definition of it, and your standards. This episode is perfect for anyone who wants to understand what dating actually is, get crystal clear around your non-negotiables, Take a more conscious look at your list of strongly desired characteristics or standards. Leave with a better understanding of how being flexible around certain items on your list will likely net you better results in dating overall. And look at the flip side and see how you rank against your standards. What would you say to a week of dating? If you're anything like me, that question is indeed a double-edged sword that causes as much feelings of elation as it causes feelings of dread. So let's start from the beginning. What is dating? According to Wikipedia, dating is a stage of romantic relationships practiced in Western societies where two people meet socially with the aim assessing the other's suitability as a prospective partner in a future intimate relationship. It represents a form of courtship consisting of social activities carried out by the couple, either alone or with others. The protocols and practices of dating and the terms used to describe it vary considerably from society to society and over time. While the term has several meanings, the most frequent usage refers to two people exploring whether they are romantically or sexually compatible by participating in dates with each other. With the use of modern technology, people can date via phone or computer or arrange to meet in person. Dating may also involve two or more people who have already decided that they share romantic or sexual feelings toward each other. These people may have dates on a regular basis, and they may or may not be having sexual relations. This period of courtship is sometimes seen in general as a precursor to engagement and marriage. Whew, I know that was a bit of a long definition, but I wanted to fill you all in on how I am thinking about and considering the term dating for purposes of this episode. So now hearing that definition, I hope you see that dating is different from hanging out because it usually implies the desire to get romantically involved with another person or persons. So let me go back to my question at the beginning. What would you say to a week of dating? Some people like dating. Some people don't. But everyone has an opinion on the subject. Dating has been around for a few centuries, and there are varying degrees of how serious a person might want to take the experience In their life. When you're single, what do you think when someone tells you they just went out on a date? Or ask them, maybe you ask them, how did that go? I'm sure your reaction will vary depending upon the person who you're asking that question to. We all have friends and family members where when they say they've gone out on a date, that can mean a plethora of things, good or bad. Now, I want to use this definition of the word dating going forward to better understand the role dating plays in your life. Before exploring any relationships that you may currently have in your life, I think one of the most important questions to ask yourself is whether or not you even want to date. On one hand, dating takes time, money, energy, enthusiasm, and availability at minimum. On the other hand, dating can provide joyful or even loving experiences with the person or persons that you're dating. Being aware of some of the costs and benefits of dating, effective dating that is, can greatly improve your experiences and influence your choices on who you choose to actually date. This brings me to my next point I'd like to explore, and one that is likely subconsciously driving those left or right swipes on dating apps that you're on. And that is your standards. You know what I'm talking about. That list of probably a hundred plus things that you want your ideal partner to have, whether it's height, hair, looks, or money, your real list, you know, the one that you would never let anyone see is likely long, exhaustive, extensive, and potentially unreasonable. Now, A list of standards is vital to have when dating. It can help you do things such as avoid spending time with men or women that aren't in alignment with the things you want, allow you to have a clear framework against which you can assess a potential partner, and serve as a guide to help you research and explore places you might want to hang out socially. However, you and I also know that the list of standards can often be constraining and limiting when not actually thoroughly considered. To that end, I think it's super important to break down that list and start to see what's really important and what's really not that important. For that, we need to consider some non-negotiables first. Non-negotiables are characteristics that you want another person that you're interested in to absolutely have and you're not willing to compromise on. Think of non-negotiables as foundational or building blocks. Think like, if a person doesn't have or is an ex, then there is no way I would date them in any serious capacity. That kind of should be the sentence in your mind when thinking about non-negotiables. In the next segment, we'll dig into some questions similar to those I would ask a coaching client if we were exploring this subject during a session. <music> Welcome to the questions for reflection segment. Now let's take a deep dive into some inquiring questions that can help you learn more about yourself, dating, and that list of standards. Remember, this is the interactive portion of the episode, and you can click on the link in the show notes to download the worksheet with all the questions and exercises that will allow you to follow along by recording your responses. You can write them down, you can print the sheet twice, you can answer multiple times, do whatever you like. So let's get started. Question number one. What is the nature of the current interactions and exchanges that you have in your love life? Be honest here and call a thing a thing. For example, if you're a man who claims to be dating, air quotes, three women right now, but actually you have a steady partner who you live with, a woman you only see for sex and a woman who you give money to in exchange for sex. Newsflash, you're not dating three women. You're actually not dating anyone. You're cohabitating with one woman. You have a sexual relationship with another woman that solely involves sex. And it sounds like you have a sexual relationship that involves financial payment with a third woman. Let's flip this scenario. Say you're a woman listening to this podcast. And you say you are dating, air quotes, three men, which includes dealing with a guy who has an emotional support system, who you can bring your problems to and have minimal or no sexual involvement with, a guy who you strictly call when you want to have mind-blowing orgasms, and a third man, say an older gentleman, who acts as a benefactor and pays some of your bills for the chance to spend time with you. Newsflash once again, please know. None of these situations are dating. What's really going on here is one man's use or function is that of an emotional support system in your life. The second man is a friends with benefits or maintenance man situation, which is purely sexual. And the third man is a financial support system or benefactor in some capacity. Now, I'm not here to judge anyone, but I want to make it clear that none of the scenarios I've just described are dating. Neither the man nor the woman in either scenario was engaged in social outings to assess the suitability of the other people. They were in it for a very specific benefit. That's not dating. Those are various interactions, exchanges, and situationships. That's not dating. So please take a moment and be honest with yourself about what's currently going on in your life. Question number two. How many times have you dated someone in recent history? Look back, let's say three to five years, based upon the definition of the word dating explored earlier in the episode. Know that being real with yourself about this number, whether it's zero or a hundred or anywhere in between, will provide you with some powerful insights about how you've been spending your time socially over the past few years. Question number three, part A. What are your five non-negotiable characteristics or foundational characteristics for what you're looking for and the type of people you want to seriously date? Question three, part B. How do you rank one through 10 against your own non-negotiables? So take a few minutes here and think of the top five non-negotiable characteristics that a person you're seriously dating absolutely has to have in order for you to move forward. To make this have the most impact, it might be best to steer away from any physical characteristics. If you're not sure where to start, I'll share my list of non-negotiables. They include honesty slash integrity, respectful, intelligence, emotional maturity, and accountability. These are the five characteristics any man whom I date seriously must possess. No exception. Now let's take this question and flip it. Not only do I want you to identify your five non-negotiables, I want you to rank yourself on a scale of one to ten, one being the lowest, of course, one being absolute best, 100%, against your own non-negotiables to see where you land. This can potentially provide insight into areas where you need to do some self-work. No judgment. We all have self-work to do. We are all works in progress. No one is perfect. Question four. What are your 10 standards or very nice to haves that you're looking for and the type of people you want to seriously date? That was 4A. 4B. How do you rank 1 to 10, against your own standards. Now, we've looked at the non-negotiables. Now it's time to take in and process the rest of that list. If your list is anything like mine used to be, it can take a while to break down, separate, categorize, boil down, <laughs> that list of maybe over a hundred things to 10. So don't worry if you can't immediately think of 10 to make it more digestible. I want you to list the top 10 standards or very nice to haves that you're looking for in the type of person you would seriously date right now. Don't necessarily think about the past or in the future. And since we're all shallow on some level, let's be honest, Only make two of the 10 items physical attributes or characteristics, but also be open to being flexible on the physical characteristics. For example, the physical characteristics that I prefer in a man, which are on my list, are height, I like men who are at least 6'2", and fit, I like men who are moderate to serious, but at the very least consistent about their level of physical fitness. So let me give you a scenario as to why physical characteristics should be the ones that you're most flexible about. Say I'm out and about with my friends and a man approaches me who's about 5'10 and doesn't have a six pack. However, what he does have is manners, wit, charm. He's articulate. He's well-groomed. He grabs my attention and interest when we start conversing. He's accomplished, maybe he's a su- successful business owner, and seems to bis- possess many of the characteristics I find attractive in a man, including the fact that overall I am physically attracted to him. Now, would it make sense to not continue talking to this man just because he isn't 6'2 and doesn't have a body like a Greek god? No, that would be very short sighted and shallow of me. I could potentially be passing up getting to know a great man all because he wasn't my physical ideal per se. Please note, I'm not discounting the fact that we all find certain things more physically attractive than others. I'm just asking you to be more mindful about how you're assessing a potential partner. The reality is looks change. Something can happen in a person's life that can change their looks in the blink of an eye. So remember that it might be useful to consider the weight you're putting on physical features as you are out here in the world dating. So some examples that may help you include in your list of standards or like nice to haves would look something like this. Number one, he's six foot two to six foot seven feet tall. Number two, he has a six pack and enjoys fitness as part of his lifestyle. Those are my two physicals. Number three, he's humble, kind And respectful but honest in all situations. He has his own opinions and beliefs but doesn't force them on others. That was number four. Number five. He's a good communicator. Able to listen and articulate himself clearly without vocal inflection or putting you down. Number six. Has a great sense of humor and likes to laugh. He takes life seriously but not himself. Number seven is very compassionate, especially towards children or those less fortunate than him. Not necessarily the poor, but the poor also, but not just, let's say, people who are in poverty. Number eight, he's a family-oriented person who values love, connection, and community with friends and family. Number nine, goes out of his way to help people. Number 10, he's motivated and ambitious in his career or business. Now this is hopefully giving you an idea of how to start your list. As with the last question, let's take this question and flip it on its head. I want you to rank yourself on a scale of one to 10 against your own list of 10 standards, including physical. Take your time with these questions and be open to potentially having to write and rewrite your answers multiple times. It's okay, there's no rush. Getting honest with yourself is a process and won't happen overnight. Now in the next segment, I want to share some of my personal thoughts on standards, non-negotiables, and dating. If you're still with me, I want to thank you for listening to the end of my first episode. Now I just want to share my thoughts around my own personal journey so far when it comes to some of the things discussed today let's start with standards. Uh, In my 20s, I had this ridiculous list of standards that I thought a man had to have or had to be in order to be serious with them. Now, all wasn't bad. I did end up meeting and dating some great men, but I also ended up meeting and dating some real assholes. Thankfully, nothing was too long or constrained with those who were assholes. You see, that list was mainly focused on physical characteristics and material things. Don't mistake it, I still have a number of things that are more materially focused on my list, but those don't start until items 11 through 20, which I intentionally didn't explore in this episode. As I've emotionally matured, I've been in a better position to sit back and assess the things that are really important to me in dating and in relationships and what standards actually hold up through time and which are just fluff. Non-negotiables. Dating in person and online between my 20s and 30s is what really helps me to understand the importance of having a set of non-negotiables. I took it for granted that men would automatically possess certain characteristics and behave according to their age, but oh, I was wrong. What I learned was that grown men can have temper tantrums, pout like children, and can be totally shocked and surprised that a woman doesn't want to have sex with them just because he purchased her a drink made with top shelf liquor. This is by no means an assessment of all men. These are just some of the simple scenarios I've run into when I was dating in my 20s before establishing my list of clear non-negotiables. Dating overall. Dating can be as fun as you want it to be. But it's something that you have to be mentally prepared and healed enough to do effectively. This was my biggest lesson learned when I started dating after college, or i.e. as a full-blown adult. It does not help anyone, including the person you're dating, the people you're dating, or yourself, to jump into a new emotional situation or connection when and if you're not ready to. You could end up really messing yourself up worse, messing another person up. Um, by playing with emotions, etc., and really digging yourself deeper into an emotional funk when it comes to relationships, so it is very important if you're out here dating in any serious capacity. What I've learned is to be in a place where you're emotionally ready to do so. Thank you for taking the time to join me today on this episode of the Successful Invisible. I'm your host, Nell, and I hope you gained meaningful insights from today's episode. Remember to follow or subscribe to my podcast to get your weekly dose of coaching to a greater sense of self-awareness in dating. I look forward to you joining me again on next week's episode. Until then, I'm your host, Nell, signing off for now.